in Israel, end-time events are coming to pass before our very eyes. Our guest today, a renowned authority on Bible prophecy and New York Times best-selling author, says he's seen it all firsthand. And what he saw will have a dramatic effect not just on America, but the entire world today on Jewish Voice. Welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to better understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Well, the Bible clearly lays out events that will take place in the time known as the last days or the end of days. It's a time directly preceding the return of the Messiah to this earth. Now, we know that Israel will play a key role on this plan. In fact, a central role. Is Jesus coming back soon? Well, many signs point to this, but specific things yet have to happen before Jesus returns. Here to help us sort through how all of this is going to play out is New York Times bestselling author and a regular guest here on Jewish Voice. Please welcome Joel Richardson. I'm going, to, I'm going to take you back to uh, Israel in the Middle East, and uh, I, I want you to, to talk about what you see happening in Israel and the surrounding neighbors of Israel and how you see this tying into a last days or end times scenario. Yeah. When you look at the warnings, the prophecies of Joel, of Zechariah, of Ezekiel, throughout the prophets, they speak of the gathering of the nations against Jerusalem in that dark time just before the return of the Messiah. What that is, is it's the rage of Satan against the fulfillment of God's plan of redemption. So that which began back, all the way back with Abraham, with God's promise to him and his descendants that through the Messiah they would inherit the messianic kingdom, they would inherit the promised land, Satan is stirring up the nations today to rage against the fulfillment of Jewish fulfillment ultimately. And so as you look at the rage of Satan, not, not, not only today, but throughout history and in the last days, because it's going to get a lot worse, it proves that God has a plan with the Jewish people and Satan is furious. If God was done with Israel, then ISIS and all the surrounding nations, all the radical Muslims, they would be after Christians only. They wouldn't bother with the Jews. Why would they bother? God's done with the Jews. Yet all of this energy and effort is directed at the Jewish people and specifically the land of Israel. And there's also Orthodox Jews that are crying out for, for Messiah. We want Messiah now. There is a, do you see this in Israel, this messianic expectation? They want Messiah. They're desperate for Messiah. Now, there's a misconception that all Jews want the Messiah to come. Most Jews don't even have a Messianic concept. But the ultra-Orthodox are crying, Mashiach, Mashiach, Achshav, now. Yeah, you see the signs. Even 20 years ago, you used to see the, the Lubavitchers had the Mashiach signs everywhere. Uh, I think they were looking for a different Messiah. But yeah. 
You know, I had a I, I had a great conversation. I don't know all of the different movements of you know. There's so many different Hasidic groups. I had many, many. when I was in Jerusalem. I had and they're usually not real friendly. If you say you know you're Gentile, I know it's because I had a long beard and I was. I don't know. You look Jewish. Everybody tells you you look Joel Richardson. Yeah. You look Jewish. But uh, a couple of fellows and we started talking and we started talking about messianic expectation and it was amazingly natural and I just. I told him what I told you earlier. I said, you know, I'm a Gentile. I worship the God of Israel. And my hope and expectation is a restored Messianic kingdom. And it just opened the door right up. I think that if Christians were proclaiming the gospel as it's actually articulated in the New Testament, I think we would have a much greater understanding with the Orthodox Jews. Now, there's still going to be some barriers, no question. But, you know, they look at us and they go, so you're saying Messiah came and it's just a spiritual kingdom and it's not, there's no real kingdom, there's no, you know, and they go, ah, you know, just <laughs> dumb Gentiles, dumb Gentiles, you know. And uh, I find that when you proclaim the, the gospel of the Bible, they are very receptive. But Joel, what they are waiting for will take place when Messiah for us returns. <laughs> so we have a lot more to talk about so when we come back with Joel, so don't go away with we'll Your gracious gift and support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we are currently preparing for one of our next medical clinics to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Ethiopia who clearly have ties to the ancient people of Israel and have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort. They will share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their promised Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach. Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. You can help save them, but you must act now. Will you be a blessing to these needy Jewish people? Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll send you a very special set of gifts as an expression of our thanks. As our special thank you, when you share a gift of any size right now, we will send you the exciting new book by today's guest, Joel Richardson, called When a Jew Rules the World, What the Bible Really Says About Israel in the Plan of God. This remarkable book will open your eyes to the reality of the coming thousand-year rule of Yeshua from Jerusalem. As an additional expression of our appreciation for your support, we'll also send you the perfect complement to this book, Jonathan Burness's teaching on CD, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. Tackling this deceptive teaching that has infiltrated churches about Jewish people in Israel being replaced in God's plans, purposes, and promises, equipping you to refute this dangerous doctrine. Now, if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today, we'll send you the gifts just mentioned, plus two additional inspirational gifts to enrich and deepen your connection to the Jewish roots of your faith. These include the Jonathan Burness teaching on CD titled, God's Plan for Israel, and we'll send you the beautiful and meaningful Yeshua Menorah. This lovely decorative piece features a cityscape of the holy city Jerusalem inscribed with the name Yeshua. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, 
please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. In Israel, end time events are coming to pass before our very eyes. Our guest today, a renowned authority on Bible prophecy and New York Times bestselling author, says he's seen it all firsthand. And what he saw will have a dramatic effect, not just on America, but the entire world today on Jewish Voice. I'm back with the best-selling author, uh, Joel Richardson, who wrote a new book. It's called When a Jew Rules the World. I love the title, by the way. Mm. When a Jew Rules the World, what the Bible really says about Israel in the plan of God. You wrote a great book, When a Jew Rules the World. By the way, it's not when Jews rule the world. It's uh, when a, a Jew rules the world, and his name is Yeshua. What the Bible really says about Israel and the plan of God Why'd you write it? When I was 18 years old, I had already been arrested seven times. Um, I should be in hell today. I should be in prison or in hell. I am the embodiment of that which the scriptures say, I was found by those who are not seeking me. And the reason that I have a family in Yeshua, no matter where I go in the earth, is because of a Jewish, the Jewish God of Israel, the Jewish Messiah, and because the fact that the Jewish people were hardened in order that this dumb Gentile could come in. And I think it's my responsibility, it's an issue of honor to try to stand against, the, there are times in history where people have to take a stand, and I believe now is the time. The rabbinic argument against Jesus being the Messiah, that if Jesus were the Messiah, there'd be peace in the world, and there is no peace but we know that, that 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 will happen when he returns. He's going to take over the world, host, a hostile world, and he really is going to bring peace like we've never known. Yeah, you know, I was, years back, I was in, in Jerusalem again, talking to a couple uh, Orthodox Jews, and that's what they said. They said, Jew, Jesus cannot be the Messiah because according to the Bible, when the Messiah comes, it's deliverance for Israel from oppressors. We've had 2,000 years of oppression. And I pointed them to the scripture that says, in Isaiah, it says, before the time when Jerusalem gives birth to her children, before she goes into labor pains, a son is born. Who has ever heard of such a thing? Mm -hmm. And so it actually has. It says, no, the Messiah actually comes before the birth. And so there's that prophecy. But, you know, again... Um, most of them don't quite get it. I, I want to talk about chapter one and why the new, the Old Testament is relevant. Uh, but I want to ask you this first: Why did that have to take place for Jesus to return? And well, it's clear in the prophets that the Jews would return in the last days and reestablish a state. Now, among Christian theologians, there's been debate: Well, would they return and all become followers of Jesus? And then he would return, or would they return and then they would become followers of Jesus? We're still arguing that out. Yeah. It's very clear requisite that, that Israel had to be in the land, and the nations would gather together against the Jews in the last days. These are just prerequisites for the prophecies to come to pass. Um, but there's, there's also the difficulty that 
there is a time of great tribulation that's coming to Israel as well. And this is another big part of why I wrote this book is because, you know, it's not about arguing how bad are things going to get in Israel. There's a storm coming. I don't know if it's a two or a three. We need to be prepared for the storm. And I believe it's an issue of honor that Gentiles throughout the earth are praying and preparing to stand with Israel in the dark days ahead. And they need us. They need, they need believers. They, they really do, and they realize the value of believers. I, I love the way that you, you go right into, in this book, the different covenants. You talk about the Abrahamic covenant, what the Bible really says about Israel and the plan of God, and you go into, after the warning us of the dangers of replacement theology, which you all need to understand because there was a theological framework that uh, enabled the Holocaust to occur yeah. in, in Germany. So you warn us of that, and then you talk about the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, and you what, what Christians call the Old Testament, yeah. and, and clump it all together, you exactly. divide up for us. I want you to talk about that. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm convinced that, I, it, because I've been doing this as a test, I ask Christians, what's the Abrahamic Covenant? The Abrahamic Covenant, as you know, is the very foundation for the entire Bible. It's the foundation for the New Testament. You can't understand the New Testament unless you actually understand the, yet most Christians, if you ask them, what's the Abrahamic Covenant? They go, um, uh, I will bless those that bless thee, and you know, they, some vague ideas. God himself made a vow, a covenant unto death with Abraham, with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the descendants, their descendants, that he would give them the promised land. And then as the covenants develop with the Mosaic, the Davidic, By the way, the covenant, that's the land grant, right? That's, that's, the, not, that's the, it's not 19, it's not the UN resolution in 1947. It's not the Belfort Declaration. It's not even winning the wars. It's God declaring this is your eternal possession. Yeah, and it was an unconditional promise. In other words, it wasn't even conditional on whether or not Israel was obedient. He was just saying, I'm going to give you this land. And this is a big, this is important because when we have to say, you know, to our supersessionist friends, our replacement theology friends, say, listen, your narrative that says God made that promise, but now he's changed his mind, versus my narrative which says God made the promise and he will fulfill it, who is portraying God as faithful? Because the super, that's what they're doing is they're portraying God as a vacillating, waffling, mind-changing God who's not faithful, whose promises can't be trusted. Right. God is a promise keeper. It's that simple. Right. Thank God he is too. You know, he, he, he offered Abraham an opportunity if he would leave everything. But then, so that's conditional if Abraham will obey. But then he says to your offspring, you know, I will bless you, and whoever blesses you will be blessed, and through you all the nations that will be blessed. That is unconditional. As it says in Romans 11, the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. I, I really believe that. So then you talk about the Mosaic Covenant, the Davidic Covenant. Can you just give us a thumbnail sketch? Yeah, the Mosaic Covenant was God's rules that they needed to follow to stay in the land and be blessed. If they followed the rules, they would be blessed. If they broke them, they would be spit out. And this is what it means for Christians to be prophets, if you will, you know, to be prophetic voices to Israel to say, keep 
these things. You know, in other words, yes, you have to stay in the land, but you also have to live by some of these requirements and you'll be blessed and stay in the land. Most of Israel today, they're not, you know, Torah-keeping individuals. They, they have very little concern for the Mosaic Covenant. I think it's still important. Then you have the Davidic Covenant. These things are all building on the Abrahamic Covenant. Mm -hmm. The Davidic Covenant is where God promises to David. He says, listen, I'm, you're going to have one of your descendants is going to rule on your throne. So now he's establishing the Jewish monarchy, the Jewish royal Davidic dynasty. That's the not Jew, going the away. The will rule the, the world. Yeah. And then as we move to the New Testament, he promises to give them, and he says specifically, the house of Israel and the house, house of Judah. Okay, it's, it's very specific to Israel. The new covenant is made with Israel. And he says, I will give you a new heart and a new mind whereby you can obey me and thus remain in the land forever. And so Jesus died on the cross. His blood was shed. The new covenant has been inaugurated. But that day when all of Israel receives the new heart and the new mind, that's yet coming when he returns. And they look upon the one they have pierced and we all have pierced. And the spirit of grace and supplication is poured out, mass repentance. And this is when Paul says, all Israel will be saved. And then Paul breaks out into rejoicing and exaltation as he wraps up Romans 11. And, and he's just excited about the grand crescendo of God's plans when Israel, who is God's mission impossible, will finally find fulfillment. If you want to better understand God's end time plan for Israel and how you whether you're Jew or Gentile, fall into that plan, then you're going to want to get a copy of Joel Richardson's book, When a Jew Rules the World, what the Bible really says about God's uh, plan for Israel. And uh, you can get it uh, here. We'll tell you how in just a moment. Up next, an important update on a tribe of Jewish people who really need your help. Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we are currently preparing for one of our next medical clinics to bless a remote lost tribes community in Ethiopia who clearly have ties to the ancient people of Israel and have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort. They will share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their promised Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach. Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. You can help save them, but you must act now. Will you be a blessing to these needy Jewish people? Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll send you a very special set of gifts as an expression of our thanks. As our special thank you, when you share a gift of any size right now, we will send you the exciting new book by today's guest, Joel Richardson, called When a Jew Rules the World, What the Bible Really Says About Israel in the Plan of God. This remarkable book will open your eyes to the reality of the coming thousand-year rule of Yeshua from Jerusalem. As an additional expression of our appreciation for your support, we'll also send you the perfect compliment to this book, Jonathan Burness's teaching on CD, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. 
tackling this deceptive teaching that has infiltrated churches about Jewish people in Israel being replaced in God's plans, purposes, and promises, equipping you to refute this dangerous doctrine. Now, if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today, we'll send you the gifts just mentioned, plus two additional inspirational gifts to enrich and deepen your connection to the Jewish roots of your faith. These include the Jonathan Burness teaching on CD titled, God's Plan for Israel, and we'll send you the beautiful and meaningful Yeshua Menorah. This lovely decorative piece features a cityscape of the holy city Jerusalem inscribed with the name Yeshua. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. Imagine celebrating the miraculous power of the Passover against the breathtaking backdrop of the sparkling Eastern Caribbean Sea on board a luxurious Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Rejoice at the Messianic Passover Seder led by Rabbi Jonathan Burness, remembering God's mighty hand delivered the Jewish people from bondage. Worship because the miracle held a mystery revealed and completed in Yeshua, Jesus, the Passover lamb, an ultimate sacrifice for our sins. This is the Jewish Voice seven-day Passover cruise on the turquoise waters of the Eastern Caribbean and the enchanting white sand islands of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas. You don't want to miss the beauty, worship, and celebration as we share the mystery and the miracle of the Passover on the seas. Join Jonathan Burness and Jewish Voice April 16th through 23rd, 2016. Cabin Space is limited. Book now for the best rooms and rates. Call or click today. Jaffa in ancient times here in Israel was a port city. In fact, it was the city that we're told in the Bible that Jonah came to find a ship to try to outrun God. Jaffa is also known as Joppa, J-O-P-P-A in scripture, and Yaffa, Yafo, all speaking of this area. You can see the large stones behind me that were part of the breakwater in ancient Jaffa going back to the time of Jesus and something very significant happened here. In fact, two things happened here of great significance in Jaffa in the New Testament. First of all, this is the place where Peter, after the resurrection, after the Holy Spirit was poured out, raised a woman named Dorcas from the dead, also known as Tabitha. And we see the story in, in Acts uh, chapter uh, 9, where Peter, we're told, comes to Joppa. Look at verse 36, in Joppa, that's Jaffa or Yafo, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which then translated is Dorcas, who was always doing good in helping the poor. About that time she became sick and died, and we're told her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydia was near Jaffa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in 
Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. So Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood about crying, showing him the robes and other clothes that Dorcas had made while she was still with him. So Peter sent them out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed, turning towards the dead woman. He said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This spread became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. And Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. This is a, a real change life because Peter was the one that denied Yeshua just a short time earlier. He was impetuous. He was always bumbling, making mistakes, and uh, missing it, missing the mark, and yet he loved the Lord. And on that day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, Shavuot, when the Holy Spirit was, pour was poured out, Peter was completely changed. And he became the representative of Yeshua along with the, the other disciples here on earth. He, uh, the Holy Spirit within him now was... Uh, bringing healing and deliverance and salvation to thousands. And like Yeshua, he now had the power of God within to raise the dead. And here he raises this young woman, Tabitha or Dorcas, from the dead. And of course, the word of God spreads. And we have that same power. The Messiah dwells in us. The Messiah dwells in you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The same power that raised Yeshua from the dead dwells in you and you can heal the sick. You can raise the dead in the name of Yeshua. All you need is faith. That's why Peter had them leave the room because of faith, their lack of faith, I believe. And then he was able to simply speak the word of God to her under the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. And she rose up, resurrected here in Jaffa. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, eye surgeries, all free of charge, but most importantly, we share the gospel. And it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. I want to ask you to be part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today. Will you consider doing that? I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. You can call or click or right now to share and request them all. And remember, 
your generous gift is going to be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice. Well, that's all the time we have for today as I leave you. I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible promises they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. Thank you.